In this episode of the Exploring Information Security Podcast, what is security awareness? Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we'll be exploring what is security awareness. And with me today to do that is Amanda Berlin, aka Info Sister. Amanda, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? I am fantastic. Ready to talk about some <laughs> security awareness. Um, so first question, obvious. What is security awareness? Um, so there's a couple different definitions of it. I think I'd probably describe it as um, teaching your user base some best practices, um, kind of what to do in certain situations, what to look for, how to report uh, fishes or uh, spam email, that kind of th are, are things that look a little off um, as kind of an extension to whatever your defensive controls are. Um, it's, it's great to have a bunch of blinky boxes and, um, you know, great, uh, technical physical controls, but security awareness as is like the, uh, the icing on top. Yeah. I, I wish there was a box that, that had like security, a security awareness box. It's not really, right. I don't, there's not a blinky security awareness box. Where's my blinky security no. awareness box? It, it would be way easier. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems to me that security awareness is probably a little bit more about having soft skills. Yes. Uh, and being able to talk to people and interacting with people that don't care about security. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is that you're, you're trying to get someone at an organization to care about security. So right. how do you implement security awareness training? It's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like you said, a lot of soft skills, um, you have to plan the hell out of it. Like what, one of the things that I learned implementing one is, um, when we started off, we didn't have, we didn't have a plan really. We kind of knew the end goal of what we wanted and some stuff along the way. Um, but once, once we realized what we were lacking, we took a full six month break on actually planning the awareness program. Wow. Um, so, yeah. so, so you got to put a little bit of thought into this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, depending on, how large the organization is, is how long you need to need to plan it out. Yeah. And, and honestly, there were only three of us in the organization of about 2,200 that were wow. planning it. Um, me, my boss and his boss. So, uh, his boss was our director of information, uh, technology. Now, was that your sole position or was that kind of a, just a oh. duty? No, I was technically just a network analyst. So security wasn't really even in my title, um, but nobody else was doing it. So, well, and, and from my experience, that seems at three people seems like great because a lot of times it seems that there are the, the security awareness program is just really just a checkbox. Okay, let's go buy the SANS security awareness, right? And right. just just have everybody watch that and done, right? Which isn't tailor fit though. No, you know, it's it, it's great to drop a bunch of cash on something that's already put together, but it's not going to make your users care either. 
Right. Exactly. And it, it seems to be more of, I guess you could say, like a punishment. Oh, I got to watch the security yes. awareness training. I know. Again. I know. Like, um, we had to take um, uh, our, our yearly training every year, and it was mm-hmm. always the same thing. It yep. was, you know, how do you use a fire extinguisher? How do you perform CPR? Um, what is, uh, what are the bad things that you're not supposed to do with HIPAA information? Right. Um, you know, the same things over and over and over again. And in there was slapped like some crappy PCI, uh, CBT that we had to have in there for compliance had absolutely nothing to do with anything that we were trying to accomplish with security awareness. Right. Exactly. So, and, and they didn't care about it. Like I, I failed the PCI one several times and <laughs> you just fail it until you get it right. You just pick, put, you just go through until you get all the right answers. Yeah. And they let you retake it however many times you want. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it was horrible because I was the one that implemented the PCI, uh, like security infrastructure plan. And I had no idea what some of these questions were <laughs> like out of everybody. I should have been the one that was able to pass it. But. Yep. Yep. And then I, I typically just turn it on while I'm working. Okay. Yeah. Just I mean, they're not. Cheat and they're, pick all C's until you remember. <laughs> all the well, the, it, really, if you look at them, there's like there's like one correct answer, then there's some like three obviously wrong ones. So it's right. not like you don't even pay attention. You could just figure out, oh, okay, this is the wrong one. And actually, one. people were gaming the system because uh, whenever there was a question that was all uh, the answer that was all of above. It was always all of above. <laughs> always, no matter what. <laughs> so we're teaching our users how to hack the security yes, training, which exactly. which I guess you could say is a positive because it, it hacks in there. So that's security-ish, isn't it? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not really accomplishing the end goal. Right. Exactly. All right. So you've got. You've got three three of you are sitting down, taking six months off the planet, which I think is absolutely great. And yeah. I think I think it's it. You have to be a little bit creative with this, but so how do you implement it then? Um, so that's another thing that we kind of struggled with was um, the communication of the actual program. So uh, the first two times that we kind of started to fish our users, which is which is how we wanted to do our program. Um, was like live fire fishing exercises. So the the first two rounds of fishing that I put out, um, I kind of just captured usernames and passwords and didn't really educate the users at all. Um, after I got the CEO's password is when they're like, oh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should tell people what to do afterwards and maybe we should, you know, put some rules out there and actually create a program. Um, so that's where the six months came into play. <laughs> it's funny but, how that works. Right. Get the CEO's password and <laughs> oh, now it's a big oh. deal. Yeah. So uh, in, in that six months, um, we came up with like a gamification where – um, reports from the users would get them prizes or potential prizes, you know, put their name in a bucket or a, yeah, actually put their name in a fishbowl and, and gave the whole program a fishing theme. Um, uh, put a whole bunch of rules uh, forth for that, that whole gamification process. Um, came up with different campaigns. We educated our help desk on what to do uh, with the reports. Um we had started to get with marketing and actually creating um, 
uh, posters and stuff like that for our um, uh, um, papers that went out and that kind of stuff. So out of all those, which one was, did you feel like was the most effective? Um, the most effective for the people who fell for it was, was capturing their credentials. Well, so, and so, and, and I mean, as far as getting security awareness across to the user, which was the most effective? Was it that or was it something else? No, it was definitely that because when I captured their username and password, it would automatically redirect to a page that would say you've been hacked. Um, and this is, it's okay. We're teaching you we're, this, right. this was internal. It's okay. And this is why. And it would walk them through like a six slide slideshow on why, what they did was wrong. And this is all part of training. Um, so education after they've been tricked seemed to really, uh, really stick in their heads because the next time they go to click or put in their username and password, that's kind of just going to come back to them and they're going to think, Oh, wait a minute. Are they trying to get me again? Or right, right. is this, is this legit? Because it seems maybe it isn't. So, so did, so did you start to see then an increase in reporting too for people? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Like a, like a, a huge increase in reporting depending on, depending on the fish too. Um, but yeah, we did it over, 10 months and um, one of those months was actually a third party penetration testing um, from our company that we used uh, once a year. And that one actually went extremely well with the reporting and the IR and everything that went along with it. So were there some kind of metrics that you used to measure all this or like, how do you, how do you, how do you measure an effective security awareness program? Uh, it was a gigantic pain. So it was a giant, for me, it was a giant spreadsheet just because I didn't really have anything automated. Um, I was using set. So it's a social engineering toolkit and that kind of gives you an XML report when you're done with the campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was targeting everybody in active directory. So I had all of the email addresses in our system in an Excel spreadsheet and I would just randomly select anywhere from 200 to 1,000 people, and that would be my target. Um, and then I would have to manually input the people that reported it. So I was keeping track of who I targeted, who was successfully fished, and who actually reported it, um, which was a gigantic pain. Um, but we were able to see, you know, if, if somebody actually successfully reported it, two months in a row, mm -hmm. um, they were taking, taken off of, um, of being targeted. Now, if some, <laughs> somebody, if somebody was successfully fished, they were automatically put on ne next month's list. You've made the Dean's list, the right. security awareness Dean's list. Yeah. Yes. And then the ones that failed had to retake the test. So it was a little bit of a game in, in, in that you, you don't want to be on the list. Right. You don't want to be on Santa's list. There's good list. lists and there's a bad list. Yeah, there's <laughs> Santa's fishing list. <laughs> so what are what are some of the things that you wish you had known when you started out? I imagine you made some mistakes. What's what's one of the biggest mistakes that you, you made and you learned from and, or, or wish that someone had told you about? 
not training the help desk first off because they they were the first point of contact for the most mm-hmm. part. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they were not telling the users what they should have been. <laughs> it's funny how that <laughs> happens too. <laughs> like they were, you know, user types in their username and password to a phishing site, and they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> That's- Thanks for calling. I don't know. They, they, <laughs> said, they said some amazingly terrible things. Um, so I, I kind of wrote out a script that they could use with some key key talking points to talk to them about. Um, so, yeah. And and then actually getting the program out there was, was difficult because, you, because we had so many employees and it was a 24-7 operation. We had like almost 20 off-sites. And not everybody reads email, surprisingly. Yep. That was like a big pain point was the fact that not everybody read email. Um, so it was hard to get the information out there, um, yep. especially at first when nobody really cared that we were doing the program. Right. But then they started to care a little bit more. Yeah, marketing within an organization, especially for security, is 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 a very difficult thing. I, oh, yeah. I've, I, and, and, you know – I've forgotten to inform the help desk when I'm doing something, so I try to remember to do that. But even when I send them an email, they don't remember. So right. It can right. be it can be very frustrating from from that. Yes. You got to keep plugging away at it. That's that's definitely for sure. So, are, are there, is there any other any other areas that you felt were effective, or that maybe you just enjoyed more than others? I, I really enjoyed capturing credentials, but that was just me. I would <laughs> I would get all giddy every time I would get one. Reset their password. So, so, uh, and I know this is security awareness, but how were how was the how was the password hygiene within the agency? Horrible. <laughs> horrible. Um, Did you do any password uh, password awareness training then? Yes. <laughs> much much password awareness training. Yeah, and they were they were in the process when I left um, uh, of increasing that because but because we were uh, a hospital. We had a lot of pushback from the physicians, um, especially the ones that weren't using um, like biometric stuff. Gosh, um, I th- I can't remember what our minimum was. I think the minimum was eight, maybe, and it didn't have it didn't have to be um, a, a complex password. So, oh goodness, yeah, getting. Yeah, that was the difficult. That was that was a difficult thing too. Um, but I was able to able to from from the passwords anyways that I was able to capture. I was able to take those to my boss and and the director and tell them kind of, hey, these are some of the passwords that are being used. You know, with the name of the organization or summer fourteen, winter fourteen, that kind of stuff, um, which are all you know pretty normal and easily crackable. What, so okay, so along that theme, what are some of the other things that you learned from the from doing the security awareness program? That I learned personally. Yeah, like w- what is your takeaway from a good security awareness program? Don't feel pressured. I can. I, I've yeah. got this mark, so I can take this I'm, all out. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think what uh, what I learned. Um, Hmm. Okay. Well, let's 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 re- let's change the question then. So, what? W- so, someone starting out trying to set up a security awareness program, what is their first step? Well, you need buy-in for sure. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I'll I'll agree with that totally. Um, if security awareness definitely shouldn't be the first thing that you implement. Um, if you have Windows XP boxes that are talking directly to the internet, <laughs> that's probably higher priority than teaching your users not to click stuff because at that point they don't even need to be a social engineering your organization. That's true. So you should have somewhat of a secure network already, I think, before you even go as far as doing uh, uh, education awareness, unless you have to have it for some kind of checkmark box. But okay, well let's uh, so let's take the Windows XP boxes out of there. What 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 else is there for them to start their security awareness program? They they've got all the Windows XP boxes. They've 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 taken them out back and they've lit them on fire. <laughs> What is their first step? What is their what first is their, step? Yeah. So Other than a, so, so we got buy-in. So we got buy-in. Right. Um, so, so so here's where the soft skills come in, and actually the uh, persuasion. You have to kind of persuade people, and in your case, you actually had to get CEO credentials before right, <laughs> before you right. had some really solid buy-in. And actually, my director was fine with me doing the phishing up front. That's how I got the two. Um, right. The two baseline months in there, I actually was, and it was all free. I mean, getting getting buying isn't hard when you're not actually having to spend any money, right? Um, so, 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 and then maybe that's encouraging too. Is that there are you can you don't have to start at the tippy top. You can start you can start kind of like a ladder, climbing your way up, right? up, up the chain to try and convince people. And as you start collecting data and collecting uh, information, so it sounds like we need to get some information. Um, on how how well people are doing, and if you get the CEO's password, that's there's your there's your gold ticket right there. Right, right. I mean, getting a baseline, I I was really fortunate to be able to do. Right. You know, letting having them let me run two campaigns before there was anything actually in place. Right. Uh, I I just feel really fortunate on because we could just go up from there. You know that that baseline tells us where our users were at without any training at all. Right. So, and then, yeah, so once you've got the buy-in, then that's where you have to start really getting creative, yeah. I feel. Make, I, make, make, a, make a marketing gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually put out, like, everything that we use for our program, I put out on my blog. Um, that's And good. I, like, ripped out our all of our marketing crap, you know, so it says company XXX. <laughs> um, so they can put, you know, whatever they want on there. I actually had a friend... Uh, work for a local credit union that went and pulled it down and he was using it for their campaign too. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, so interacting within the community too, to kind of find out what people are doing. I know personally, I I've been able, I got into the newsletter as a blog. I I don't know how effective it's been. I don't feel like a whole lot of people read the newsletter. I know I skip it whenever it comes in the email, but uh, maybe if I could turn one person's mind, uh, another thing that I've, I've been fortunate to do is I get to stand in front of executives and give them, some kind of uh, presentation on stuff. So I, I've done one on password safes and I've done done also one on like phishing emails that we've seen within the agency. So these are actual malicious right. emails. So, right. uh, and I've been, um, I've been trying to get like a luncheon and stuff for the agency to just, just sit there and talk with people about security and, and answer their questions. I'm sure, you know, with, with some of the big, big hacks going on OPM and, and even Heartbleed. And I'm even, sure they have a lot of questions. Right, exactly. And I constantly, constantly get some questions. And I, you know, so if I see a topic too, that's where I would put my blog post is so that I can, so people can 
um, if they have questions, they can maybe maybe it catches their eye within the newsletter. So, um, but and I like your idea of gamification and getting uh, giving them something back for catching stuff uh, within either within a test or within a, an actual malicious email that they can you know they can possibly win something. Uh, right. People I love mean, free stuff, so yeah that that was our entire budget. Right. Our entire budget was just um, uh, the prizes. So they gave us a thousand bucks for for an entire year. I mean, what other? You're not going to be able to find a product to buy for a thousand dollars to educate your users, right? You know, right. all of all of that went for we we did monthly, quarterly, and yearly prizes, and the right. yearly one was a three hundred dollar gift card. Yep, that's so it it gave them a lot of uh, reason to actually report things. Right, right. All right. Well, um, I think we've uh, covered that topic pretty, pretty thoroughly. Is there any last comments you want to make about the uh, about security awareness? Um, yeah. So probably the other thing that I've learned is um, making it as easy as possible for somebody to report something that looks off. Mm-hmm. So whether it be a website capturing their credentials or an email that's come in. Um, Treating the treating the end user with respect, yes. and giving them the the easiest and best way possible to report something gets it in your hands faster, so you can actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're not the technical ones, they shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't be sending you email headers and telling you, you know, <laughs> you know what, <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. what what email it came from and. They opened the link that downloaded this to this directory. Now they don't. They don't care. They just say, "Hey, something looks off on my computer. I think you maybe need to look at it." Yeah. So yep. as and long it, as comfortable with that, that's that's a uh, that's a big stepping stone too. Yeah, that's that's actually one of my big wins is that we have an email that people can shoot emails to, uh, directly to get to the security <laughs> team of of right? about three people. They can also report to the help desk and and get to us as well too. But uh, they, we had one one Friday. We had a phishing camp, a phishing emails come through. Hit about thirty users. Seven people clicked on it, and one actually forwarded to their their boss, and then their boss clicked on it. But we were, you know, the first person I talked to said, "Yeah, I clicked on I clicked on the email, opened the attachment, and." And I didn't berate them for clicking on the attachment. It was it was a pretty like it, for, for people who aren't on blue teams, phishing emails are coming in now with with a lot less information. So all it said in the subject line was invoice with a set of numbers and a, and like a document. And if these people, if that's what they're doing on a daily basis, and that's how people send emails typically is with the least amount of information right. possible. Right. Uh, it's very easy for them to, to to double click on it and by accident hit it. And he said, but but. Because we have a pretty good security awareness program and they know they can contact us and we're not going to berate them for it, a black box popped up and then went away. Right there, we knew we had something. And right. so we had to, you know, we had to start our investigation and start, but we were on top of that. So by the afternoon, we had identified all the users that had gotten the email, who had clicked on it and what the impact was. And we were able to clean it up within, you know, within an, within a day. Like it was a full day exercise, but uh, that doesn't happen if we don't have a, a pretty good security awareness program. And, you know, we're, we're out there as a friendly face. So every time someone, we tell people, even if it's not malicious, we would rather you send it to us if it's questionable and we can, we have the tools to go and check it. Exactly. So I think, uh, yeah, I definitely think, uh, 
think it's a good thing. All right. And that will do it. Hopefully you learned something. If you didn't, drop me a line on Twitter at Timothy D Block or email me at timothy.dblock at gmail.com and let me know what you didn't learn and we'll try to cover that in a future podcast. You can check out other episodes from the Exploring Information Security podcast at my site, timothydblock.com backslash EIS. Amanda, is there anything you would like to plug before we get on out of here? Not that I can think of. Like I think of? Not not your Twitter account? At sister. I-N-F-O-S-Y-S-T-I-R. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Have a good one.